Hi, my name is Chanel Howell and welcome to my podcast about all things tea. In this podcast series, I'm going to be talking to tea enthusiasts like myself, tea business owners. Uh, We're going to have a talk about tea culture, tea origins, the medicinal benefits of herbal teas and the wider tea community. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Chanel's Tea Talk. I can't believe I'm coming up to 20 episodes. Can you believe it? Wow. So on today's show, I have Kaylee and Fidel, the founders of Artifact, a boutique slash tea shop and exhibition space in Paris. Artifact offer a large selection of premium teas sourced directly from talented producers around the world. So... Let's hear more from my interview with Kaylee and Fidel. That's all right. That's good. I'm really intrigued by what you guys are doing. I've been looking at your Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> Thank you. I like to get them on to see what, how it all happened and, and what everything, you know, what it's all about. So Artifact is uh, a tea and project space that we sort of dreamed up end of 2014, beginning of 2015. So the idea was to create a business that combined both of our passions. So at the time, I was in London. I was working at Hale's Gallery on Bethnal Green Road. I don't know if you know it. Yeah, I know. My nan lived down by uh, Roman Road. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know that that part very well. (laughs) That used to be my, my daily walk. Um, so I was working in the art world. I had just done a, a program in the arts. My visa was ending soon, so I knew I was going to move back to Paris. Uh, Fidel was in Paris working at a big tea house. And we knew we wanted to create something together, something a little different. We had both been inspired by more hybrid spaces. So I think it was beginning of 2014. What we would do, because we were long distance, we would take the bus and meet in the middle so we met in Dover and it was a morning in Dover. We were having breakfast and we kind of sketched up what artifact would look like. Um, and then not even a year later, we found the physical space and it looked almost exactly like what we had had sketched up. So the idea, we didn't want a, like a cafe or a tea room with art on the wall. We wanted two designated spaces, one dedicated to an art program and the other dedicated to tea. And the physical space that we found, which is in the Murray district in Paris, it allows us to do that because there are two floors. There's a main floor and a mezzanine level. So the main floor is the tea room. It's the tea boutique. And our, you know, our main job is, is sourcing tea all over the world from, from tea producers. And we really want the space to be a platform to tell their stories. Uh, so you can buy the tea in our boutique and you can also taste it in our, our tasting room. We have a few tables as well. And then upstairs in the mezzanine level is the exhibition space. So we have a program of, of exhibitions, performances, live music is something mm-hmm. we're doing more yes, and more this yeah. past year, performances as well. And up until about two years ago, these two spaces that were, you know, they coexisted under the same roof, they were quite separate. And that's what Artifact was. But, you know, as a small business, you have to adapt and you have to change. And so what we've really been working on the past, what two years yeah. is creating the connection between the two spaces mm-hmm. um, and and merging the clientele as well because we had two different clientele one that would come to drink tea and one that would come to see exhibitions 
So uh, what we've done is, is create a connection and that really lives within these experiences, these events that, that we organize in our space. So to give a quick example, you know, we'll have an exhibition opening. And when we used to serve wine at that opening, which seems a little ridiculous now that we think about it, we now do a, a tea tasting. So you might come to see an exhibition and have a chance to to taste a high mountain oolong from Taiwan or a roasted green tea from Hadong, South Korea, or a lovely black tea from Colombia. You might not have been interested in, in drinking those teas, but you have this opportunity. It's free because we do these free tea tastings during our exhibitions. And oh, nice. the idea is to kind of create a dialogue between the two. Or you might have come to taste that oolong or that green mm -hmm. tea or that black tea, but then you get to see an exhibition and meet the artist. So that's something we really, you know, our business has really been about that the past couple of years is creating this dialogue between the art space and the tea space. Mm -hmm. And what's been cool is we've been able to do that more and more thanks to this really incredible community of artists and tea producers, uh, people really passionate about tea that have surrounded us and uh, contributed to our projects and, and proposed really cool new ideas um, that have really contributed to the space and, and to what we're doing. So, um, you know, it's a business, it's Fidel and I's business, but it also feels much more than that. Like it's this, this project that's really organic and growing in, in a lot of different directions. Yeah, it's so, like a, a community. Mm -hmm. We work with a lot of people. Everyone who came in first needs to be um, how could we say that? Uh, um, curious. Yeah, curious. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, because we are in a very nice street, but a little bit hidden. Mm -hmm. So you really need to first go to the street and second, uh, open the door. And when you do that, honestly, it's like kind of filter, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, uh, most of the time, it's, yeah, close to 90%, a very nice uh, meetings, a very nice discover. Uh, we met new people, uh, sometimes new artists, sometimes uh, tea producers, you know. So that's, yeah, that's really great to uh, to be in this neighborhood because it's very central. Mm -hmm. We have a very central location. So uh, we have the chance the last uh, five years, not this year, but the five before, to, 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 to meet a lot of people from all over the world mm -hmm. and to build a, a very nice community around tea and art. Mm, it's a good idea. I mean, I would be one of those people that see the art and drink tea because I like both of them because you know, that's right up my street. Well, next time you're in Paris. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I haven't been to Paris for a long time, at least, I don't know, 15 years. It's a long time. Oh, so wow. I'm due a, another trip soon yeah, after the corona is gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, so it's a brilliant idea. So um, where do you source most of your teas? They're from uh, more bespoke places around the world. Where do you get most of them from? Um, we would say the last few years, mostly Taiwan. Okay. Uh, South Korea. Mm -hmm. uh, Japan, a lot. Now, yeah, Colombia, a lot, because... Uh, I didn't know they had tea in Colombia. I know they have in Chile now, from I guess from last week, and some from Argentina. Oh, great. So every show I'm learning more about tea, <laughs> where it's from, where it goes. Uh, Colombia, actually, it's quite uh, old, uh, I would say. Uh, like, uh, they started a long time ago. It's exactly the same region from uh, the, the, the best coffee grows in uh, Colombia, Cauca Valley. Mm. 
uh, and um, uh, some of the, the producers there started to to try to do something else than coffee because uh, um, the coffee is very regulated. Uh, you have a kind of uh, stock exchange, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a price per kilo and it's very yes. low. So uh, a lot of them try to, to, to do something else. Uh, uh, one very famous, actually, I think it's a big company called uh, Agricola Himalaya. Uh, they have a brand called uh, Vitaco, and uh, they, they produce honestly a very, very nice, uh, very nice teas. Some of them you can compare to the uh, highest uh, tea from China, for example. Mm. We have one; uh, it's very close to a tea from uh, Chimen, from Kimun, and uh, that's really nice. It's very leafy, very high and leaf. And it tastes like, uh, yeah, cocoa, chocolate. It's very mm. deep, very intense. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, we we love this uh, this idea to to help um, at our very small uh, uh, level uh, some uh, growing uh, region. Uh, we are mm. doing the same with uh, a French uh, producer who is uh, he started like uh, two years ago and uh, is scheduled to to do his first harvest in a Two or three years in Colombia, in, south, in France, oh, with France, the French guy. Okay, France, okay. Yeah. Uh, in southwest of France, uh, we as well work with the producer in Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, in Malawi as well. We requested him. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had some of their tea. They sent me some nice samples. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we have some great teas. We have tea from Australia as well. Okay. That's pretty new. Uh, we're quite interested in the uh, these new terroirs of tea and looking to see where the future of tea might might lead us. Yeah. So we have tea from China and Japan and, and Taiwan. Like the classics, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we're quite interested in where else it grows, you know, something kind yeah. of new. It, and it's different. like uh, the wine, I think, yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Uh, people were laughing when you were saying, oh, I had the wine from Argentina or Chile, but today uh, it's comparable to, for of course, not all of them, but some of them, when it's nicely done, etc., mm. they are, yeah, sometimes uh, equivalent or uh, better mm. than mm-hmm. some wines we can have here. So it's the same for the tea. It depends of what the producers want to to tell, what mm. story they want to tell, mm. what path they want to take. If it's something very industrial or something more um, artisanal, yeah, artisanal, mm. uh, it, it never ends. No, and I think the best, but the best part is hearing their stories, why they're growing tea, yeah. what you know, about what's brought them into tea, mm-hmm. and that's what we love here is sharing people's stories. Yes, hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> so you guys do your own signature blends as well. So you have your own brand of teas. We do. We have a small selection of blends. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Well, and what's been really fun is recently we've been doing a lot of our blends. And Fidel will talk more about this because he's really an artist. He creates beautiful blends and it's like watching wow. an artist's work. But what we've been doing recently is um, creating tea blends that are inspired by our artists. So it could be, a, you know, an exhibition or an album, a, a performance, a, a book. And so that's been something we've been doing a lot recently. So you get to sit down with the artist and talk with them. I think the very first blend we did, and then I'll give you the mic because this is really your thing, but the... I was just remembering the other day, the first blend we did for an artist was with an American artist named Rajir Dali, who I think he approached us and said, I, I, you know, I love tea, I love blends. I, we had an exhibition planned with them and he was like, I would love to do, you know, collaborate on a tea blend with you. 
so we sat down with him and talked about what his experience of tea was, uh, sitting in his grandmother's kitchen, you know, the different ingredients she would use from her kitchen to, to make tea. And then Fidel created this really beautiful tea blend and the packaging had some of his artwork on it. So that's a, that's another really cool way to kind of bring our, our two spaces together. But, but yeah, Fidel, Fidel does a lot of really beautiful tea blends. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's quite an artist as well. So when you have like a, a blend with an artist, is that like a limited batch that you do? Sometimes, and sometimes it goes into our catalog. Mm-hmm. It kind yeah, of depends him, on the blend. So yeah. Did, uh, so yeah, we did, with him, we did like a hundred uh, copies. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah edition uh, so, of a hundred, yeah. Yeah, uh, limited edition of hundred and design all of them. And, uh, so it's a collaboration it, between you and the artists. Mm-hmm. You would do, okay, yeah, yeah. because like yeah, with most of the, the artists we collaborate with, they, they have very deep and very huge universe. Mm-hmm. So honestly, they have a story to tell. They have uh, a very deep connection with tea. Uh, sometimes they don't know, but uh, uh, sometimes they think it's not about tea or yeah I was drinking something my grandmother was doing you know and we always find a way to, to, mm. to connect uh, the, the universe and uh, actually uh, we were talking about Satemoya just, just before yeah, and, uh, yeah. It, yeah it was the first time I uh, I uh, used um, black tea from uh, Malawi to, to do a blend mm. so I used yeah uh, I used uh, a wonderful black tea uh, they produce and uh, shout out to Satemwa by the way shout out yeah. to <laughs> big ups exactly yeah hello <laughs> yeah 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 and we yeah we did something uh, very nice with uh, uh, if I remember his family comes from uh, Georgia mm, in the US yeah I think so in the state of Georgia and uh, his grandmother was uh, was used to do a kind of infusion very licorice infusion you know and uh, so we respected this uh, kind of uh, um, idea and we, we, we tried to put some mm-hmm. other ingredients, uh, something uh, relaxing, something mm-hmm. calming, because uh, the idea as well was to, uh, to give her, you know, yeah. uh, to his grandmother, to give her uh, a bag of that, mm-hmm. you know, to try. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we did a very nice uh, first blend, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very tasty. Uh, very unusual because I never used as well. Uh, uh, it wasn't licorice; it was anise seed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So you know that gives something very, uh, very fragrant, a unique taste. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You need to like it, or yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, <laughs> tea is personal, and exactly. it's, and it's, but it's really cool to sit down with an artist and hear what their personal experience. Uh, with tea is mm-hmm. and then be able to you know talk about that later on and, and have that you know, be a part of our, our tea menu as well so would you do a project with an artist that's not into tea would you if you said i'm a coffee drinker would you say no this is not the place for you <laughs> i don't think they would even come to our space yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i think we've really we've drawn we're drawn to people who are drawn we're drawn to people who are drawn to our space and so it seems like when people come here, that we all have this collective interest in tea. That's happened quite naturally. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, but maybe why no, not? No, actually, yeah, yeah. You, you, we can even do a kind of in between. Because yeah. I just get from uh, Satemoa. Uh, oh, they know, do coffee, coffee, don't they? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we get a few months ago Cascara. You know, Cascara is the coffee husk uh, of the cherry bean. Okay, yes. And so it's like the, the pump, Sadie. 
Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it's the very outside, like the casing around the yeah. little coffee mm-hmm. chair. So uh, it's uh, something. It's very easy process. They just dry it after, you know, and that gives something very citric, very fresh. Uh, and uh, there, uh, I tried several from Colombia, from Panama. This, uh, the one from Satemo is great. Wow. It's very nice. And mm-hmm. uh, we just made an infusion. We will launch you in a few weeks uh, with uh, that base, you know. So we can absolutely use uh, <laughs> something from coffee, uh, even if it's not, you know, the beans. Uh, and <laughs> do something, uh, mix it with, uh, with chili leaves or, you know, something like that. So Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, sounds very, very interesting. I want to try some. <laughs> so are you guys open because of the corona? Are you guys still or doing virtual exhibitions now? Or how you does know, it work? We're really lucky because tea is considered essential in France. So it is. It is essential. Yeah, it, it is. is. Um and but we're on lockdown and but we're able to stay open in in so this is our third lockdown and the second lockdown they had had bookstores closed and people were really unhappy about it. So this lockdown the government said well bookstores can stay open too and because our project space has art books in it so we're good on two accounts. We have tea and we have art books. So, oh, <laughs> so we're cool. allowed to be open. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're really lucky that we're here. We do sell a lot more online than we do in store, but um yeah, we're we're really grateful to be able to stay open despite you know, despite all the restrictions. So uh, you do a lot of musical events on the premises as well. We do, yeah. That's that's fairly new too. Really, the past two years that we've started to have live music events in the space. Um, it's a small space. We have two levels, but when we do a, a performance or an event, it's really intimate. You're literally sitting, you know, right in front of the musician. So it feels less like a concert and more like a session, uh, like a jam session, yeah. kind of. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Private something. Like yeah, that. a private showcase, concert. You know, yeah, private, yeah. Private showcase. Uh, the thing is, we honestly we are lucky in many things, and uh, the 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 thing we are, I think, the most lucky is the, the kind of musician or artist we mm. can uh, bring here. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I can say that, uh, but with the uh, all the situation with like you know the coronavirus etc um a lot of uh, musicians were not able to work you know mm-hmm. so at the very beginning we were able to reach some artists like very very famous artists we will i, I i'm not sure we will able to to have them if there was not this situation you know so what we try to do is like to um to let them not to let them, but to, to, to have kind of little showcase here and to give them the occasion to continue uh, their work, mm-hmm. you know, because for a musician, and we know a lot, it's very hard to, yeah. to, to stop like that. It's very, it's very brutal. And when you are used to have your public, uh, the answer they give to you, you know, it's a very, very specific uh, universe. And uh, um, I think we, we do not talk a lot about the musicians, but they they really suffer yeah. actually it's a very hard that's why uh, the most the luckiest they can um, they can do online stuff when they have uh, you know when they have uh, uh, the material when they have uh, the, the, everything to make it but most of them they cannot mm-hmm. you know because sometimes they are 
old and they don't have they are used to be helped for doing these kind of things so they are little little bit in yeah on the side mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and we we try really to to yeah to work with people who who can express themselves uh, and to reconnect with the their public mm-hmm. as much as we can mm-hmm. You've had some very interesting um, musicians on, not people I know personally, but as in they're interesting to yeah. get to know them and, you know, you want to hear their music and what they're all yeah. about. Yeah, we had our, our dream come true this past September. Um, someone, Fidel's been a good friend of probably one of the best percussionists in the world, Emino Sinalu. And uh, Fidel's known him for a while. I, I met him recently and we've followed his work for a really long time. He's been really supportive of our project and he played in our space in September. And for us, that was like just the most magical thing that could happen mm-hmm. in Artifact because we, we love what he does. And because he was in, in Europe touring um, and because like Fidel said of the situation, he had a little more time to come and play in our space. And so we did a tea blend for him and his, his new album. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the most uh, special moments yeah. that, w- that we've had in a really long time. So, you know, despite everything that's happening, people are still creating and people are still producing. So we're doing the best we can and at our very small level to, to be a platform for that as much as we, as much as we can. And not just artists, but to producers as well. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, the whole thing about people still creating, I think that's 100% true. People are not just going to stop, yeah. you know. No, no, we can't stop. Yeah. Especially <laughs> musicians and artists and, you know, podcasters, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> what you're doing is incredible. You're connecting yeah, exactly. people from all over the world. Yeah, thank so. you for that. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thank you. I mean, it's just the same. Oh, I just started it randomly during, during Corona. I didn't have any plan of doing a podcast myself it's just totally really? random yeah <laughs> wow well, that's great yeah. because, uh, it's something to do with but it's a really other thing to do with as you do it because mm. you we we listen to uh, several of them and uh, honestly you you are really understanding and you it's uh you know this universe is very judging mm. it can uh, be it can be very judging and uh, it's like uh or you drink plain tea or scented tea or, you know. Yeah. So the thing is, that's mm. what we like. It's a very, very, it's like in the world, you have place for everyone. Yeah, I'm yeah. not judging. Yeah. It's not about really, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, exactly. it's an educational show, really. It's not really. Exactly. Yeah. We've learned so much listening to your podcast oh. the, the past week or so. And it's a, it's really cool to hear voices, you know, hear different perspectives from all over the world. Yeah, it's That's really totally organic, really. It's just God, really? you know, I, I can't even really say, yeah. you know, it's just, I love tea. So it's just because of the love of tea that everything's coming together, so. Yeah, that and that's what's cool about tea, isn't it? Yeah. That it's something that you share. Definitely, and learn as well at the same time. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so currently your current exhibition is Maya... Hindinu? Mi Hindu. Mi Hindu. So, uh, exactly. Maya is a poet and an illustrator. Um, so we're showing different uh, series of her work. But the exhibition is... Is that her work there behind you? Yeah. yeah, yeah can you yeah, see? She's got really, really nice <laughs> stuff here. Lovely, lovely Yeah, stuff. she did this amazing collage on the wall. Um, and so this is a part of a, a larger project. The exhibition is called Turbulence. And I was introduced to Maya, I think it was in May or June, by a singer-songwriter named Jonah Oak. Is she in France? She's based in France, right? 
Yeah, exactly. She's based in Paris as well. Uh, Maya is in, Maya. in Marseille and Jonah Oak is in. Her name is Shan. She's based in Paris. So we've done projects with uh, Jonah Oak before and we have other projects planned. But during the first pandemic, she wrote a song called Turbulence, um, thinking about, you know, women and children who have suffered, you know, heightened levels of domestic abuse mm -hmm. during the lockdown. It's something that's been on a lot of people's minds, but yeah. she's trying to figure out what can I do as an artist? So she wrote this song and she invited other female musicians to collaborate on the song and then thought, well, this is not just an issue for women, this is everybody's issue. So then she invited male dancers to collaborate as well and they created this really cool video and you can purchase the song on iTunes mm. and the proceeds will go to uh, two different organizations that support women and children. And Maya did an illustration for this project. And that's what's incredible with this artist is she's extremely generous and generous and she uses her work to give a voice to a lot of people who don't have it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how we met her. We did it. We created a tea blend for the project oh, nice. as well. Um, so then we all got together over the summer and thought about how could we could create a performance at Artifact and people would come and they could buy the tea. Mm -hmm. the, the money would go to these organizations. They would perform the song Then we would do an exhibition with Maya so that's what's happening. We're hoping to do the performance soon. You know, with all the restrictions, it's been really hard to plan anything <laughs> with people. So hopefully sometime before the summer is over, mm -hmm. we'll be able to do that. But um, but it's a, it's a bigger project than just an exhibition. And it's been really cool to be a part of it. And I'm hoping, you know, as the months go by, because it will be a, a show that's up for a couple months, we'll have different you know some kind of interactive performance whether that just be on an instagram live okay. or in person whatever we can do that will talk more about my work but also the, the turbulence project mm -hmm. as well oh that'd be nice if i could come for the performance yeah <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> we would love that <laughs> nice and the exhibition is on until september uh until the end of june okay end of june yeah okay and you have a bookshop upstairs as well so, yeah, that's kind of different now. It used to be just an exhibition space. It used just to be empty walls. But a few years ago, we decided to change how the space worked because we weren't, something wasn't clicking in our space. So now we have art objects and like, you know, handmade artist books, limited edition prints, um, ceramics. We work with quite a few ceramic artists as well. And that kind of seems to fit better with the with the space. So we still do exhibitions, but in a different way. We'll do uh, mm -hmm. a, an installation in our tea room. So people who come to have a tea, they're kind of immersed in this exhibition. And then upstairs, you can go buy artwork and books, uh, mostly by local artists or, or artists that we work with, uh, you know, in, in person. So. Mm -hmm. And the blends of tea to go with the exhibition. Yes, some blends of tea. Our, our menu is mostly pure leaf teas, but we do have a small mm -hmm. selection. And yeah, we, we've... Uh, been playing around with creating sets that will have like an album by an artist and the tea blend that goes with it or a small drawing and a tea blend that's inspired by it so yeah that's that's definitely something that we're that we're working on more and more mm -hmm. so if i wanted to buy some of your tea where could i buy it could i buy it online because i know yeah. you're selling some stuff in the hotels as well so can a regular person come and buy some tea or I know you have an online shop. Yeah, yeah, you can buy yeah, all of our teas on our uh, website. Yeah, and we since the the first lockdown, we did a, a twenty percent discount for mm. all the teas because uh, online, online, yes. yeah. 
and uh, or you can uh, buy it and do click and collect and uh, have the 20 percent okay. and come just pick it up at the shop so an excuse to come to paris exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, the idea is to to make it uh, affordable for mm-hmm. everyone and uh, of course we we know that uh, uh, to have a shop where we are is very expensive but um, it's not the same cost when you sell you sell online so mm-hmm. we, we thought it wasn't fair to keep the same prices during this pandemic everyone is trying to do efforts so yeah. we, we, we did as well mm-hmm. and it works quite well uh, uh, since yeah since then so yeah since last night and also some of the tea bags you have 100% organic French cotton tea bags yeah yeah hand sewn yes uh, actually it's uh, we started from the very beginning uh, with uh, it's really nice yeah <laughs> thank you we we work with uh, an atelier yeah a studio uh, an atelier we can say that we can say that in English okay so an atelier uh, they are uh, in uh, a very special place in uh, close to Lyon close to Saint Etienne exactly in the south uh, Valley du Rhone very good wine um, and they. They were used to work, uh, they were tisserands, I they, No, they are in the textile universe, yeah, you know, textile. so they were... Uh, in the textile universe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with... Uh, Did you say close to Lyon? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the their business collapsed because there were too many countries who were uh, doing uh, uh, cheaper quality, but like... Yes. Uh, Okay, we won't name it, but but toxics. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Plenty of countries like big brands work them, so they had to to stop their activity, and but they had a lot of machines, so they were like, okay, what are we gonna do? And they realized like they they could do uh, bags for infusions for tea, and it started like that, like uh, maybe twenty years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. the great thing is. Uh, they are real people. It's not like, you know, big companies. So so once a year, I go there. I take the car, I go there. It's an old uh, mill. Uh, mill. Yeah, it's an old mill. It's a beautiful city. Honestly, you, you have to drive like a, a very long time. You go to a little valley. That's great. And uh, you go there, you, you see how they work. And it's uh, really nice because it's uh, exactly the... The, the message we, we want to, to, to give it's like uh, you have tea bags and tea bags. You have tea and tea. Uh, mm-hmm. You can have, we sometimes put like uh, uh, Gyokuro inside those tea bags, you know, uh, because they are high quality. Uh, the cotton is very uh, developing, very opening, mm-hmm. and it lets the, the leaves open and uh, during the, the, the infusion that gives something very deep, very fragrant. And uh, you cannot have that with something else uh, when you have mm-hmm. plastic or things like that, you know. But yeah, no. The idea is to, to, to help this kind of uh, producers and as well to propose because we have a huge demand and in the hotel, restaurants, it's easier for them. Um, we decided to have a selection. I think now we have uh, 30... Uh, yeah, 30-something uh, very nice teas you can get in uh, handsome tea bags. Mm. Yeah, the idea is that, you know, people who refuse to use loose tea or like, yeah, restaurants, it's easier for them to have 
uh, tea bags and loose leaf mm-hmm. tea, they can still have good quality tea and, and have that accessible and on their menu. Yeah, because what we've noticed is like uh, even in we, we supply very sometimes very fancy restaurants and it's crazy to see the opposition you have. It's a mm-hmm. huge paradox. Like uh, they. Do you mean between coffee and tea, or what do you mean? Exactly? No, I mean between between the food, uh, all the process. Oh, they are yes, very yes, careful yes. on everything. They will explain you everything, and at the end, uh, what do you want? Tea or coffee? They will never, you know, tell you what's the difference between the teas. Mm. Most of the time, yep. that's what we, we've noticed. And when they have loose leaf tea, most of the time they just pour boiling water. They will put a huge spoon. You know, they will never know. They will never measure mm-hmm. whatever. So we were like, okay. The tea is our brand. Uh, it's better for them to give them something easier to prepare, you know, one dose. And uh, since then, we don't have problems anymore because mm-hmm. they can have uh, one dose for even if the water is too hot, we give them some techniques just uh, pour a little bit of cold water before, etc. And uh, yeah, we, we never have uh, issues in that. Mm. Right. And, and some restaurants do want to like really, you know, pay attention to what teas they're serving. We work with some restaurants yeah. that will even, you know, pair some, some teas to their menu. And it's really exciting when you can meet people who really want to, you know, uh, serve a good quality loosely tea. So you have to be prepared to, to work with both, both kinds of restaurants. And, and do your best to, to have a good product at the end that that person, you know, who spends money eating in that restaurant is going to have a good tea at the end mm-hmm. of their meal. Yeah, because uh, Why do you think that is, that they don't think about food and drinks together, yeah, apart from wine, obviously? Good question. But... Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Well, I think... Because uh, it goes uh, together. You're going to eat and you're going to drink. So. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's the, it's like the final note you know, exactly. of your experience mm-hmm. at the restaurant. What a shame that it be, you know, a, a bad coffee or a bad tea. Well, yeah, the thing is, I think they they were used to be focused on their main activity and uh, all the things around, I think they, they didn't thought that was very important. But mm-hmm. today you have emerge, emerging uh, chefs, emerging mm-hmm. uh, kind of new uh, neo-bistro, you know, bistronomy. You have a lot of things. They are, uh, they are less pretentious, but they yeah. put everything on the quality mm. of the product, the freshness, the freshness of the product, and a lot of them uh, uh, reach us to to try to uh, to provide them good teas, and uh, it's very easy to work with them because they they try to to not make the same mistakes as the the, the owner of bistros, for example, in France, where you go, you you will have a very dark and strong coffee because. Sometimes they do not wash the, the machine or they will pour very hot water or things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they realized because they were a customer and they they have the chance today to have definitely more quality uh, products, tea and coffee. Maybe we do not have that 15 or 20 years ago. And uh, I think uh, the, the scene is really changing and and it's uh, for a very good way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, totally agree are you selling your stuff in other restaurants or hotels abroad outside of france Uh, well we're working on uh, the u.s market my sister is based in new york so she's been helping us uh, contact different spaces in in new york and london uh, and south carolina yeah we would love to be in london we we have not approached that market at all 
Um, outside of France, I'm not sure. We we work yeah we work with a restaurant in Toyoma, Japan, uh, and then a guy who has a space kind of like ours. It's uh, like a kind of a concept store restaurant, and he's very uh, intentional about you know the the design of the t- chairs and tables that he uses, the wine he serves, and he uh, comes every year for Fashion Week. So he comes to our space and he he buys tea to serve in his restaurant. So we're in Japan. Um, well, sorry, uh, outside of France. Uh, yeah, it's sometimes it's places, I think, to uh, Denmark. Yeah, we were on an online shop and based out of Copenhagen, a, a tea a tea store. I think we will be in a tea store in, in Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire soon. Okay, A high-end wow. tea store. So we have a woman who comes every year and buys tea from us. But we haven't, you know, it's still kind of developing projects. But uh, mm-hmm. those three places for now and then... We're in a couple of different cities in France as well. Lovely, lovely. On your website, you have some amber glass jars. What What is yeah. that all about? Well, we wanted to, because our packaging is quite simple. We just have these, you know, black zipper bags that keep your tea quite fresh. And we wanted to have something um, that you could give as a gift that's maybe a little nicer looking. We like glass because it's a neutral material. It's more, you know, maybe eco-friendly. So we, we've created a selection of teas that you can find in the jars. And then if you're based in Paris, you can refill your jar in the boutique. Mm. So you're not, you know, rebuying another jar or rebuying another another bag of tea. So it's a, yeah, and get a discount. Mm. So it's kind of a refillable uh, glass jar. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to, we have two different sizes, a smaller size if you just want to sample a tea or give it as a gift. And then a larger jar that you could really use to, to refill your, your, you know, everyday tea. Mm-mm. Lovely. So I think that's all my questions. But first, okay. I'm going to ask you guys, how can people get in contact with you? Well, you can go on our website or you can send us an email. So our, our website is just artifact-marae.com. Uh, and then you can give us a call or send us an email. All of that information is on our website. Send us a message on Instagram as well. We're mm-hmm. on Instagram, Instagram quite yeah. a bit or Facebook. Um, pretty much everything we do, we communicate on Instagram. We we might even answer you back faster on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <than> email. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciated it, and I will come down when I'm in Paris. We would love hopefully that. this year and see some live music and drink some tea. Oh. Perfect. We would love that. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to check out Artifact on their website and their Instagram account. It was a pleasure having Kaylee and Fidel on the show. I love the concept of tea, art and music. Perfect combination. Great idea. I think they executed their idea perfectly and I hope to visit the venue soon. So that's it for today, folks. I'll be back again next week with another interesting guest from the tea world. So until then, see you next week.